to believe it. Whoever said that must have been talking about Talladega. It's a place where chaos mixes with speed. And a playoffs weekend becomes a lifetime of memory. It's a tradition like no other. And a track like no other. And after it's all over, you still won't believe it ever happened. NASCAR Playoffs Weekend at Talladega, September 30th through October 1st. Get your tickets now at talladegasuperspeedway.com. the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass Uh, awesome awesome we can hear you loud and clear Thank you so much for joining us. Um, a friendly reminder to our media, if you have questions for Daniel, go ahead and raise your hand. We'll work to get to as many questions as we can in the time that we have um, with Daniel here, about 15 minutes. So go, we'll go ahead and go to our first question, which will go to Bob Pockris. Bob, go ahead with your question for Daniel. Yeah, Daniel, you've been in the Xfinity playoffs for several times. How different is it? And you've been in it with, I think, with Talladega and without Talladega. So how different is it without Talladega this time around? That's a great question, Bob. You know, I feel like, yes, I've been fortunate to be a part of the Xfinity Series playoffs every year I've ever ran full-time. And, and uh, when you go through the, the years with Talladega in there, it's for sure the one – I like to think about one that lets things keep me up at night. And that one definitely can weigh on you a little bit more because of how much more is out of your control, whether it be from – your preparation or your execution, you can do about everything right and still be in, in the wrong place at the wrong time. And guys have been on the other side of it. Guys have locked in there that you wouldn't expect to. So um, I think it uh, does eliminate a bit of that wild card side of it, as much of a wild card side of it. Um, but it's going to be fun to navigate it and, you know, without that, without that element to it, just to see how it all shakes out this year. All right. Our next – Bob, did you have another question? No, I'm good. Thank you. Okay. Just want to make sure. Okay. Our next question will go to Jordan Bianchi. Go ahead, Jordan. Appreciate the time, Daniel. Um, I when you look at your opportunity going into playoffs, you guys are kind of on the upswing right now. Do you feel like you can run with the 21 and 20, or do you feel like you still have to make some gains? I feel like from the raw speed side of it, yeah, we can run with the 21. Um, you know, our alliance partners, I feel like we, we've unloaded with, with more speed. We've had – We've created a little more opportunity on that side of things. Uh, but the 20 for sure has, has done, you know, has just continued all year to be, be one of the fastest cars, lead most laps, um, and do all the things you have to do in order to give yourself the most room for error, I'd say, um, within this format. Um, for us, you, in our situation, like, even if we find a little bit of raw speed, we still got to go and, and execute better. I got to do a better job. And as a race team, we just got to find that next level. You never know how some people are going to react within your, really within your company or within your, your race team until they're put in these situations. Um, but I'm excited to see everybody have the opportunity to rise to the occasion. And hopefully we can do the same thing to give ourselves a chance. And then overall, how would you kind of assess what colleague is at this, this year, both on the cup side and the Xfinity side as it continues to kind of establish itself and grow? 
Yeah, to be 100% honest with you, I think, you know, I'll kind of answer the question backwards on the cup side of things. Like, like what does everybody, what does everyone expect from them? Um, you know, they're, they're just, just a handful of starts in the grand scheme of things um, into the people who have been around the sport for, you know, 30, 40 years. Um, I think they've overachieved at times. Obviously there's times that have, their weekends have not gone according to plan, but I think they're doing a, a, a great job of trying to, you know, put, put one stone in front of the other and on top of the other and, and get themselves to a point where they want to get to. And that's eventually long-term uh, be a key partner within the Chevrolet group and, and be able to go and race within the side side of top 15, top 10 on a regular basis, and eventually have the chance to, to win more races and then championships. Um, everything Matt Colley does as an owner is to give, you know, give it a, give it your all and, and hope that, not even hope, just put the work in to go and be the best version of yourself. And I think Colley's done a good job of being the best version that he can live up to currently at this date. Um, on the cup side and the Xfinity side, you know, we're in a situation where, you know, the, the company has won a lot of races the last couple of years. And for whatever reason this year, we just, you know, there are some, some wind banners hanging um, from Chandler and, and AJ this year and, and Larson as well. Like there's been times where we just have not had the race cars to go in with, or didn't have the execution to go in with when the speed has been there. Um, I don't know where that, like how else you answer that other than the fact that we understand where we're at. I don't think we're being naive about it, um, but also know if we can, put everything together, we can have, have a shot to go to something really cool as a season winds down here. And then kind of looking ahead a little bit, if you get back into the next-gen car, how do you feel that car fits your driving style from the experience you've had in it? You know, for me, I was fortunate enough to run those uh, first, I can't remember if it was four to six races there uh, of the next-gen car, and and it was so different that it's just a totally different style. Um yeah, I don't – the little bit of conversations I've had with, you know, with whether it be Larson or, or with uh, with KB who've come and run the cars and even the other cup drivers that have driven, you know, driven our uh, all-star car this year, like they just say, like, I don't even know how much it actually helps you or not. So, yeah, it's definitely a, a different thing, a different animal those guys have had to get used to. All right, our next question will go to Matt Weaver. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Daniel, thanks for taking time today. Um, I believe this is the first time in your Xfinity Series playoff tenure that you've started off the first round below the cut line. And I'm curious, how does that change the approach? Because even if you do advance, you're going to be probably right back where you are now uh, on the bottom, having to, to make up the deficit. Does that change the approach, the aggression level, the the strategy? Yeah, hey, Matt, uh, I don't. I don't think so, uh, to be honest with you. And if, if that is the case, as far as starting below the cut line for the first time, that's news to me, a stat I didn't know. Um, I feel like, no, I, it doesn't change doesn't change my approach or my strategy. Uh, I've said it all day that a lot of folks within this format, like, oh, they have a they have a box they put their priorities in, and it's, oh, I got to do this this particular track or this particular round, or in general, I got to do these collective things of the playoffs to give ourselves a chance to win a championship. And for me, it's always been about trying to have your best moment at this moment. Um, yeah, that's fine and good. You can build it up in your head, what it'd be like, or what you think you need to do or achieve. But in the grand scheme of things, if you don't go execute the now, there's not going to be the next thing to worry about. So yeah, above, above the cut line, below the cut line, 
no difference to me. Um, yeah, I just know we got to go and do our jobs. If we do that, we should have a shot. And then a uh, big picture question. You've driven a lot of cars during your racing career, and people universally kind of praise the current Xfinity Series platform as being the best of NASCAR. And from your standpoint, what makes this this car such a joy to race and drive? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I was having this conversation within our Chevy training facility earlier this week with a couple of current cup drivers. And, and that's, that's what, I don't know, man, there's something about the Xfinity car right now where this package has evolved to um, over the last handful of years, uh, the downforce levels, the composite body, um, the, even all the way down to the tire and the fall off um, we have. I mean, heck, I think of Kansas last week, I think we were, we were upwards of three seconds fall off over the course of a fuel run, which is, which is, old, old school NASCAR, um, just kind of what I remember as a young kid growing up watching these guys slide around and had to wrestle these cars around. Um, there's no time off in any car. You were elbows up, sliding, trying to find the cueing of the limit of, of front grip and rear grip at all times. And, and um, you know, that's, it's taken a long time to get there, but man, this car has just been so much fun over the last four to five years of driving. And um, been thankful to be a part of this era within the Xfinity Series. Thank you. Yep. All right. Our next question will go to Stephen, and then after Stephen, we'll go to Rob. Go ahead, Stephen. Well, I, I guess I'll be that guy who asked that question. Uh, Chris Rice said or told the reporter at Kansas that there would probably be an announcement on Collins Cup plans for next year this week. I know you were asked about them, I think, in post-race, but do you have anything to add or share to exactly where, where you would stand in terms of a potential cup ride at Colleague next year? You know, for me, I, I can tell you that. I mean, there's been times within the last, you know, three to four months where um, I was going to extend your race. Uh, there was talks of cup racing. There was talks of not having a job at all. Um, didn't know if I needed to go start a landscaping business or what. So uh, it, it is still up in the air. Obviously, a lot can change at a rapid pace within the sport. Um, but, you know, I'll leave you with the fact that, you know, I signed my contract, my first contract with College Racing in 2021 for 2022 uh, with my hand up for their vision and their vision and where it wanted to be in 2024, 2025, and beyond and where they want to take College Racing to. So I, uh, I, was super super humbled by Matt Colley, Chris Rice's vision of what that was, um, and that's what I was signing on for. Um, was the opportunity to know that there was room for growth. Um, that my hand's been up to to get back to the cup level since um, I have of not my own wanting to get out of the Cup Series in 2019, and I've been have had my hand up to try to get back. Um, you never know if the opportunity's going to come or not, but. I know I've been working every day to try to be the best version of myself, best version of a race car driver that I can be, and kind of navigating these waters of of the ever changing, you know, ever changing platform our sport's going through. Um, yeah, and the long-winded answer to it is my hands been up for uh, whatever 2019 was there in year count um, to try to get back to that level. So um, that's been the goal, and that's what I've always been working back towards. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I asked. Thanks, Daniel. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. All right, we'll take our next question from Rob Johnson. Go ahead, Rob. Thank you, and thanks for joining us today, Daniel. 
now that you've had a race under the number 10 car, I know it wasn't the greatest result at Kansas, but now with this round of 12, how confident do you feel about advancing to the next round and possibly getting another win here? Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, I, I liked a lot of little things we did right within the 10 group at Kansas. Um, I'm glad we kind of acclimated ourselves within a weekend. Obviously, we had some some mechanical issues before we ever got a chance to even get to the first pit stop to kind of go through those motions of things. But um, I felt good about a communication, which was the big thing we needed to check last weekend. Yeah, now it's just, um, like I said a little earlier, just being in the moment and, and making the most of, of each and every moment we're in. Um, I know I got a group around me that are more than capable of doing the job. So we got to do those jobs and give ourselves those chances you're talking about. Sounds good, Daniel. Good luck, man. Yeah, thank you. Take our next question from Matt Weaver. Go ahead, Matt. No, I've already asked. I'm good. Okay, I don't want to talk to you either. <laughs> <laughs> um, we will go to Nathan Sullivan. Go ahead, Nathan. Thank you. Hey, Daniel. Appreciate the time. Um, you know, you've had a consistent summer, lots of top tens, June, July, August. Do you feel like you're flying under the radar a bit at all, or, or do you feel like you're being underlooked just because you haven't won a race this season? I don't say underlooked. I feel like I don't want to paint us to be something that we're not. Um, I've noticed that show we can go string together top tens and top fives, and I've I noticed that show that we can go and have uh, mechanical failures, and we can go and, and I can make a bonehead move that, that takes us out of a race and a finish. So um, I don't really know where that puts us as far as flying, but uh, I feel like we're, we're doing us. And if we can go and, and improve upon all those things, and then uh, we can go give ourselves a shot. But until that happens, um, there's no bigger battle than the battle within yourself. So that's what we're trying to fight. Thank you. All right, we're going to squeeze in one last quick question from Luke and Glover. Go ahead. Hey, Daniel, appreciate your time. You know, looking at your career in the Xfinity Series, you've made the championship four three times and, of course, won the championship in 2021. Do you feel – what's kind of the – does the format really fit your style of getting to that point? Do you feel like it really provides an opportunity versus other series of making the championship four? And what tracks do you look at as you go into the playoffs as an opportunity to, to really cash in on for your group? Yeah, I mean, for our group, um, I feel like – some of our speed is kind of transitioned from mile and a half to a concrete surfaces like a Martinsville or Bristol um, or Texas stuff was good in years past. But, you know, I, I look at, I look at the opportunity there and, and I think they're as good as any at all those racetracks I've shown and proven over the years. Not that it means for future success, but I think I've been doing this, like you said, long enough to make the championship final four enough times um, along those, along that, time frame I've had to go run inside the top two three four five at I think every one of the racetracks ahead um if I'm thinking correctly um so my point is I don't necessarily feel like there's a a weak place from how we approach something it's just a matter of whether or not we you know double dot our I's and double cross our T's and and uh you know bring our stuff each and every moment um but it, it's good to have been through that process um whether I've came out as a champion or, or didn't um, just to learn from that and, and be better within my, you know, my journey of growth and uh, look forward to taking all that and using it the best I can over the next handful of weeks. And if you're able to uh, get a victory here in the playoffs, uh, I, we got to know uh, how's the back foot, uh, black, back foot feeling. Well, it's about like you trying to say it. <laughs> it's been a little <laughs> shaky. No, I've, I've actually, you know, between the leg injury I had back in February and um, never went other than I to get it fixed, but 
had a lot of really, really good, smart people around me to help re-strengthen and, and um, get my leg to the best shape it's going to be without without going into the surgery side of things. So um, I haven't done one. Uh, you know, it's pretty standard for me to stand on the floor and cut a backflip and land on my feet, but I haven't tried just from the risk management side. Um, I don't know. That'd be a, be a game time decision. Uh, see how it goes down. Thank you. Yep. All right, Daniel, thanks so much for joining us and good luck in the playoffs. Yeah, happy, happy to. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. I'm going to hit record so that we'll be good to go here. And to kick us off, we're going to go to Matt Weaver. Matt, go ahead with your question. Hey, Sammy, thanks for taking time today. Um, first one for you. Uh, what's kind of gone wrong the last two months? Because I, I know everyone wants to peak around this time heading into the playoffs, and a lot's not gone your way. Yeah, for sure. That's a, uh, that's a great question. Um, I think it's just been um, wrong place, wrong time. I feel like it's we've been in good positions while we were running. Where we were running that we got wrecked, um, I think we've had a lot of speed and have brought speed to the track every week. And um, I think it's just something to where it's it's been a – it's been a rough couple of weeks uh, to where we, we've had speed and we've been running up front and we just have been getting taken out. Um, I feel like it's, I don't really know. I don't, I don't believe in luck. I don't believe in any of that stuff. So I don't really know what, what to call it. I think we just got to kind of reset again. Like we, you know, we, we reset, had a good solid reset at Kansas and we were really fast there. We had good practice, good qualifying, good first two stages and just got taken out there. Um, had nothing I could do about it. So, I think just trying to reset, um, have a strong mental side of things and uh, try to keep going to the playoffs with a good mindset. And I, I know we have the team, we have the uh, the cars to do it, and we just got to uh, go uh, execute. From that standpoint, um, if this was a, you know, a regular 33 race season schedule or whatever, the, the misfortune would have cost you a chance to race for a championship and now you have the reset and yeah. it's kind of a brand new season. So I, I imagine that's something that you embrace because it puts you right back in the mix. For sure. Yeah. Like you said there, I saw something a week ago that if it was the old time where they did the, the regular 33 races that I think it would be like 13th in points. So yeah, that was uh, definitely, you know, exciting to get the playoffs started this week. And I think it um, honestly, at the end of the day, it doesn't change anything of what we're doing. It doesn't change my mindset. It doesn't change anything. I think it's just another reset that to where we can we can run up front and we can uh, we can be there. And I think we just got to execute and we can uh, make it to the final four. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. All right. Our next question will go to Jordan Bianchi. Go ahead, Jordan. Okay. Yeah, I think we're close. Um, still figuring out some things. I have a good management team and um, obviously hopefully we have some stuff to announce soon. What percent chance do you put it at that you uh, return to Joe Gibbs Racing? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm uh, not going to talk about that stuff today. <laughs> I'm here to focus on the playoffs. I know I know you got a job to do and uh, take stuff at me, but yeah, I just, I'm still working on things. Very good. Appreciate the time. Yeah, thanks. All right. Our next question will go to Rob and then we'll go to Mitchell. Go ahead, Rob. Thanks, Amanda, and thanks for joining us today, Sammy. Appreciate it. Knowing that the season finale is at Phoenix and having won at Phoenix, how much of a confidence booster is it to know that if you were able to make it to the championship four, that you have a good chance to 
go to the track that you're really good at? And then secondly, what are some of the great intangibles you've learned from racing at JGR this year? Yeah, I think if that's, uh, you know, one of the positives of only winning once this year, that it's been at the track that the final four races at. And um, I felt like we were really, really fast. We were very dominant. Um, I think we just got to, you know, make it to that final four. And I think it's just all about execution. Um, JGR has been awesome to me this year with, with everybody, with my teammate, uh, John Hunter, my crew team, Jabo, the whole A team team has taught me a lot. And I think uh, we just got to um, go execute that and try to, uh, you know, have a good solid race, three races this first round and, and then take the, uh, the second round as it comes. I think we don't need to look too far ahead of ourselves. And I think we just got to take one race at a time. Sounds good. Best of luck. Yep. Thanks. All right, Mitchell, go ahead. Sammy, obviously you had that big win earlier this year at Phoenix. I know you said that you're not looking too far ahead, but is that an extra motivating factor that, hey, if you go out and make championship for it, you prove that you can go get the job done at Phoenix? Yeah, I think um, that's definitely a confidence booster, I guess, in a way. I'm sure the other three cars that are in the championship four, if we make it there, are going to be equally as good. Um, and, you know, you know how stuff is. Everyone does. It's gonna They're going to get better. It's it's, we're going to have to get better. We're not going to go back to the track with the same package. Um, you know, that would just be kind of foolish of us to do that and think that we're going to just go there and dominate again because that, that would not be the case. So I think it's definitely gives us confidence to go there and, and, and try to think we can have a shot. And I, I know we'll be good. I think, I think that every week and, and I think we've kind of shown some speed here and there, but just, uh, we just got to get these, uh, playoffs started right and get the, uh, Get the stuff turned around. That's not going right. Thank you. Yep. All right. We'll take a question from Chris Nye. Go ahead, Chris. Hey, Sammy. Thanks for your time today. Uh, what's your greatest strengths going into the playoffs? Yeah, it's a good question, Chris. I think it's just, um, you know, as a team, I think we have a lot of speed. We got a, uh, a good team around us. I think being mentally strong is another thing going into the playoffs. I think just knowing that you got to reset your mind and, if something happens on track, reset it right away and try to not let it bother you. I think, um, I think that we have a lot of strengths. I think we have the capability to be running up there with, with Austin Hill, um, John Hunter and, and Justin Allgaier. I think those are the three, the three guys that I could see making it to the final four. Um, I think we're, we're right there with them. And I feel like I feel that way about me and my team. I don't know how everyone else feels. And, um, we just got to go out there and prove it to everybody else. And, uh, prove to ourselves that we uh, we can do it. Does the roller coaster ride this summer worry you at all going into the playoffs, or do, are you a type of driver that's able to leave what happened last week behind and just focus on the future? Yeah, I, I, I feel like I'm kind of just, like you said there, just let take every race as it comes and, and, and not let the past um, ruin the future, I think. Um, I don't, I'm not a driver that really drives off motivation or momentum or whatever. I think it's just, I do, I love to race because of the passion of, I love to race. And um, obviously I think last eight weeks have been frustrating, but I think um, we just got to reset like we do every race after we have a good race or we have a bad race. We just got to reset, reset our minds, reset our team. And uh, you know, for me, I think it's just trying to be a good leader for the 18 team and trying to uh, be that leader that, that takes us to the championship four. Thanks, Sammy. And good luck in the playoffs. Yep. Thank you. All right, we'll take one. Oh, here we go. Take another question from Dustin. Go ahead, and then Nathan will follow Dustin. Go ahead, Dustin. 
Thank you. Uh, hey, Sammy, what uh, what was it like the first time you went into uh, Bristol? Yeah, I ran there uh, in a park. Actually, ran there in a super light model first. Um, I think I was 14, 15 years old, which is very fast. Um, I think we were running faster than the, the old cup cars were. Um, but, yeah, I think kind of moving up um, to ARCA and then Xfinity, I think running a super late model there helped get that kind of fast feeling out of the way. I think um, the ARCA cars were kind of almost wide open qualifying, just kind of that tire super gripped up uh, with the resin. You can't pass with how low a force car they are and a lot of downforce. So I think um, ARCA cars fairly easy to get around there. And then the Xfinity car last year was kind of tough, um, kind of obviously a lot a lot less downforce, a lot more power, um, felt felt uh, a lot more free. Um, we can kind of move around off the bottom. Hopefully that's the same way this year. Um, but, yeah, it just kind of seems to be a track to where it's kind of just hold on and, and remember to breathe. What, what, what kind of memories do you have of just walking in and seeing that place for the first time? I mean, something so different from anything else out there. Yeah, it was super cool, obviously, watching races there from when I was a younger kid and, and always wanting to race there. It's probably one of my favorite tracks. Um, so I think it just is a lot of fun keys that make it what it is. I think the high speeds, the banking, um, the tight racing. Um, and I think it's, uh, hopefully it'll be a good, good track to pass this weekend. I think with them putting resin down, hopefully they get it kind of wore out a little bit in the truck and arc race that we can move up in the, uh, Xfinity race. Since you could be two months away from being a champion in the series, um, the path to get here and the you know, spending time on the road and racing, you know, in Iowa and other points in between, what are, what are the memories of what are kind of the special moments that stand out about, you know, early in your career racing and doing it with family or whatever. And, and that kind of stand out as you reach, get close to maybe potentially reaching this pinnacle. Yeah, that's a good question. There's a lot of special moments. I feel like I've, I started racing when I was eight years old and um, for the first two, two years kind of just did it for fun. And, and after that, it was something that I, I had a real passion for and I wanted to do. So um, kind of just always, always gone, kind of always, you know, doing it with my dad. And then kind of last couple of years doing with kind of other people and kind of there's a lot of great memories with my mom and dad coming to the track and um, kind of I've done online school since I was in sixth grade. So I've done online school, um, just traveling around the country doing racing Um and uh, doing, I guess, what I love, and I uh, wouldn't change it for the world. Thank you. Yep, thank you. All right, Nathan, go ahead. Hey, Sammy, appreciate the time. Um, you know, some of your best finishes this season have been on short tracks, have been on road courses, so has there been a bit of an adjusted period or, or learning curve kind of on the intermediate side of things here this season? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think that I never ran really any races in ARCA on – mile and a half or intermediate. So I think that was the biggest thing for me was, was going straight from kind of short tracks to intermediate or mile and a half in an intermediate car. I think usually a lot of guys do ARCA and then they kind of have that experience or do trucks. Um, so I think it's, it's been a challenge that way. I think just the jump, I feel really comfortable and stuff. And I feel like it's something to where it's just more experience is, is better for me. So I think, um, you know, we can continue to do that and, and just try to, you know, we have I guess, two mile and a half intermediates in the playoffs and or three, actually. So we just got to uh, go out there and, and have a good, uh, solid couple of races. So how do you have to learn that then? I mean, obviously, there's limited practice time. 
Um, is, it, is it simulator stuff or just take more away from, from the race time that you're able to get? Uh, yeah, I think it's race time. Um, also, there's been some, some, I guess, learning curves of making mistakes on those tracks. And I think you, you learn a lot more from making mistakes, at least I do, um, of not doing those mistakes again and just trying to, trying to be just whenever you get back on those kind of tracks after you make a mistake, it's, it's a lot easier than trying to just go to a track and, and trying to figure it out. So I think, I think it's just all about trying to figure it out and, um, Hopefully we are fast at those tracks enough to go try to win. Thank you. Yep, thanks. All right, Sammy, thank you so much. We appreciate you spending some time with us. We wish you the best of luck this weekend in Bristol. Yep, thank you. You'll have to see it to believe it. Whoever said that must have been talking about Talladega. It's a place where chaos mixes with speed. And a playoffs weekend becomes a lifetime of memories. It's a tradition like no other, at a track like no other. And after it's all over, you still won't believe it ever happened. NASCAR Playoffs Weekend at Talladega, September 30th through October 1st. Get your tickets now at talladegasuperspeedway.com. All right, Sam. No. <laughs> All right. Bob's going to kick us off. Bob, go ahead with your question for Austin. Since you won the regular season title, do you feel like you're the favorite? No, no, not at all. I think that um, I think the 20 car has to be the favorite, um, honestly. I think that they've just been really fast all season long. Obviously, they have six wins on the year. Um, you know, the, the, the main reason why we were able to, to win the – the regular season championship is we were just very consistent each and every week uh, where the 20, you know, they probably had a little more of that roller coaster finishes kind of going. Uh, we were just kind of even kilt. Uh, you know, we, we kind of just stayed really consistent. Don't get me wrong. We had some finishes that were a little roller coaster as well, but um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see us being a clear favorite. I think kind of the, the 20 is, but um, you know, I think that, that we're a good enough team. We're a good enough organization to, be able to make it to the final four. And if you make it to that final four, uh, anything can happen. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right. Our next question will go to Matt Weaver. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, awesome. Thanks for taking time today. Um, at various points throughout your Xfinity tenure, you've kind of been labeled the the super speedway drafting kind of guy. And like even Dale kind of mentioned that before. And then he's like, oh, well, he proved me something last week. Is that something that's ever given you kind of a chip on your shoulder and, and you want to validate that you're more than just the, the super speedway guy? Yeah. I mean, I kind of, I kind of laugh anytime someone says that just because I, you know, if you look at my, my wins back on the, on the truck level, uh, I won on all different types of racetracks. You know, I won, won a dirt race. I won uh Watkins Glen, um, you know, mile and a half super speedways. There was, there was a lot of different racetracks uh, that I won at. So I've always felt like I can win at, at any given racetrack that we go to. Uh, don't get me wrong. I've been, been working each and every year, each and every week, each and every month on uh, my racecraft and, and the things that I do on the racetrack to be a better race car driver. And I do feel like I'm a uh, more complete Austin Hill going into this playoffs. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, it gives me a little bit of chip on my shoulder. Uh, you know, just, I've always been that guy that, that no one really talks about a whole lot. I'm always been kind of the dark horse and, uh, so yeah, I mean, it, it's, 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 it kind of just gives me a little chip on my shoulder. It kind of makes me want to dig deeper to, to prove everybody that, that I can win on all these 
different sorts, uh, sorts of uh, racetracks. And, and all you got to do is look at, you know, what we've done this season with us getting the regular season championship. Uh, we ran inside the top five on a lot of different racetracks. So uh, we're able to get it done on, on a lot of different circuits, not only the uh, super speedways. And then kind of a big picture Xfinity series question. You've been able to drive, you know, the K&N cars and trucks and the Xfinity car, the cup car. I'm curious, where does this platform, the Xfinity series car rank to you? Because drivers seem to just love this car. Why is it such a driver favored car? Yeah, I mean, just the Xfinity car itself, it's just so much fun to drive. It has low downforce, low side force. Uh, slipping and sliding around a lot. You can you can really hang the cars out and get it on the right rear. You can slide them around. Um, and yeah, you might pay a little bit of a penalty on burning the right rear up, but you can you can kind of drive the car really really hard and and ask a lot. Uh, probably going to get in trouble for saying this, but I just think the the Xfinity car is definitely the the best series out there right now. Um, I think it, it it's it's it should be what the cup guys are running just because it is just, you know, they, they, they put on a good show on every racetrack you go to. It doesn't matter what race going on that. All right. Our next question will go to Rob and then Mitchell. Go ahead, Rob. Thanks, man. Questions for you. What has your relationship with Crew Chief Andy Street been like since you've been with RCA? Competitive winning driver in Xfinity. Yeah, we're with Andy Street's been great. You know, last year was our first year together, uh, first time ever meeting Andy. And, um, you know, I, I knew that we needed to try to figure each other out as, as soon as possible last year if we were going to have a shot at you know, making it in the playoffs deep. And, um, you know, I thought we did a really good job of, of learning each other well. And, and we've just kind of carried that over into this season. This season has been uh, one of those seasons where, you know, if I say certain things on the radio, he just kind of understands where I'm coming, what I'm looking for in the race car. And, and that's one reason why you see us, um, even if we don't unload the best and maybe we don't even start stage one the best, you see us at the end of these races fighting for a win or fighting for a top five because we're just making our race car better uh, each and every stop. We've really started to learn each other a, a lot. Uh, we still got a lot of work to do to, to be able to compete for, for the title if we want to at Phoenix, um, but we're really close. And then, uh, yeah, on your other question with the ARCA car, you know, I think the ARCA car really, um, it, it kind of drives similar to, to the Xfinity car in a sense. And, uh, always ran really well in, in the Canon series, Arca series, that type of thing. And, um, you know, you're slipping and sliding around and that and, and all that. And um, just kind of learn how dirty air works and, and just the way uh, to position your car if you're behind other competitors when you when we raced on the, the mile one-mile tracks or even the mile-and-a-half tracks. So there's a lot of things that I learned uh, in the Arca series that I've kind of applied to today. Appreciate it, man. Have a good, uh, yeah. good luck, man. Thank you. All right. Our next question will go to Mitchell. Go ahead, Mitchell. Austin, one of the big stories in the Cup Series right now is the fact that Martin Truex Jr. is on that playoff cut line despite winning the regular season championship. As the guy that won the regular season championship in the Xfinity Series, does it make you nervous at all seeing that, or do you still feel confident that it you can get through this round fairly easily? 
Well, I was feeling a little bit more confident about it until I saw what happened to, to Truex uh, on Sunday. Um, yeah, I think it's one of those things that even though you have these bonus points, you have these points to fall back on, it can dwindle away and go and go away very quickly. So, um, yeah, you can't get complacent. You can't, you know, ease up and think that you're just going to have, you know, this nice, easy ride to the Final Four. You got to keep pushing hard. You got to keep staying aggressive like we have all, all season long because – uh, something like what happened to Truex could easily happen to us Friday night, and then we're in a hole trying to dig ourselves out. Thank you. All right, we'll take our final question from Nathan. Go ahead, Nathan. Hey, Austin, appreciate the time. Um, just how do these these first three tracks in the round of 12 kind of shake out for you? Obviously, it's a little bit different than last year with um, um, Bristol in the playoffs, Talladega out. So how do these first three races kind of stack up for you guys? Yeah, I think they stack up pretty well for us. Um, we actually had a really, really fast car last year at Bristol. Uh, finished third, thought we had a shot at winning the race, got a little bit of damage, and uh, that kind of hurt our performance, made us really loose. And um, so we were able to salvage top three, though, for the day. And uh, so I thought that was great. So feel really good about about there. And then the next two mile and a half that we go to, I think that um, we can win at either one of those. I think our mile and a half program has been our strong suit. Uh, I think that you know, for RCR in general, we've just been a lot better on the mile and a half than we are uh, at the short track. So feel really good about all the, the mile and a half that we're going to in this round and if we do make it to the to the round of eight. So uh, very excited to, to get going uh, next week at Texas after we get uh, Bristol over with. Thank you. Yep, thanks. All right. Austin, thank you so much. Um, quickly, yeah. before you leave, um, because we were doing that um, switcheroo, I should say, with Brad, and you guys were, you know, having a good time there talking. Um, just real quickly so that we have this on, you know, sound on our end, but um, for winning the regular season championship, I know you referenced that in a few questions, but what did that? what does that mean to you and also to your team? <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, a great accomplishment just to show that we were able to put the full season together. Um, you know, we were able to do our job and, and you know, we were very consistent all, all season long. Uh, getting the extra 15 bonus points was great, like I said earlier, and, and, and thought I felt really good about it until Sunday, like I was saying. But, um, but yeah, I mean, just, just knowing that, that we have the regular season under wraps was, was great. But, um, I've also done that on the truck side, and it didn't work out for me too well, so hopefully it works out better for me this year. All right. Thank you again, Austin. Best of luck this weekend in Bristol. Appreciate it. All right. To all the media who are here with us, we will get um, our driver switched out here, and our next guest will be Justin Algar. All right, we'll continue with questions. We've now been joined by Justin Algar. Justin, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you spending some time with us. Um, if you don't mind, as we kind of wait and pull for questions, just give us your thoughts as you head into this playoff run. And I noticed um, that Harper's been working on your helmet, and you guys are really, you know, getting lined up and ready to go here. Yeah, it's been obviously really, really cool to um, to get the helmet and get the playoff started. You know, there's a a lot of positives to, to look forward to, to, to the season. And, you know, we've had fast race cars at a lot of, a lot of these racetracks and, you know, we feel like that going into these playoffs, we, we've kind of peaked the right time. We're, we're, you know, in good position and we've got a lot of really good racetracks coming up for us in the playoffs. So, 
you know, it's um, it's important to not only, you know, put ourselves in good position week in and week out, but, you know, to, to try to make our way into Phoenix and go for a shot at that Final Four. And it's a big year, obviously, 75th anniversary of NASCAR and, you know, all those little details that would uh, mean a lot whenever it comes to, to winning a championship. So I think that you know, you've got 12 drivers right now that all, all 12 of us really want to want to have that opportunity, want to go forward. And, 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 you know, ultimately one of us is going to hold that, that beautiful trophy, but we are all wanting to. All right. Now we'll continue with questions from the media. And to kick us off, we'll go to Lee Spencer. Go ahead, Lee. Hey, Justin. Good to have you on with us today. Um, can you just kind of give us your thoughts about after so many years with Jason Burdett, how's the, you know, new relationship going and, could this be the impetus that changes things once you get down to crunch time? You know, I don't know if a lot of people realize how big of an undertaking uh, what happened at the end of last year really was. I mean, to go into Phoenix and to have three of the Final Four and to not come home with a, with a championship was was really disappointing. And I think that was the catalyst for what we've done at, at, at our shop for, for 2023. You know, we've, we've got for drivers with new crew chiefs, new mechanics, new engineers. Everybody's really kind of shaking up the game. And, you know, I've had a great deal of success over the last number of years with Jason Burdett, you know, and still have a great relationship with Jason. Obviously, he's still part of the Junior Motorsports family. One of the things that I told somebody earlier today was, you know, I, I feel like with Jason still being there and with the ability to have the cohesiveness that we do in our shop, I, I didn't really lose anything uh, when we when we changed over. Um, you know, I, I, I feel like we gained with, with Jim coming in and, and still having the good relationship. I mean, he and Jason have a great relationship. They talk, you know, daily and, and they really work on, you know, how to make our, our whole program better. So it's been cool for me that I still, you know, I get to kind of have my cake and eat it too. If, if you look at it that way, I still have Jason around and still have him as somebody that I can lean. Career and, and is somebody that I get along with really, really well. And, and he's, you know, kind of added to what, um, to what our program needs. And, and so it's been really good. And, you know, I'm looking forward to going for a championship. You know, I think. In these high pressure, high stress opportunities, you know, you, you know, you hope that it goes your way. Championship. Um, listen, if my career ended today, I'd be perfectly happy with, with the things that I've accomplished. Do I want to win a championship? Absolutely. on my to-do list as being number one, absolutely. But I also know how hard it is. Look at all the drivers that have been, you know, in the opportunity. And I'm, um, some of my heroes have, have never won a championship, right? And, you know, that's not to say that they weren't successful or didn't have great careers. It's just, it, it's just a testament to how, how, how hard this sport is and, and how difficult it is, especially in today's day and time with, the way that the schedule is and the way that it plays out, um, anything can and will happen. And, you know, some of my best seasons, uh, we've not even been close to going for a championship. And so, you know, you never really know what to expect. But I can tell you if I'm stage come Phoenix, um, it will be a surreal moment. It'll be something that I'll cherish forever. And if I don't, I'll be happy for whoever wins that championship and, and go to work again to, to try to make the opportunity to, to try to do it again next season. Appreciate your time. Good luck this weekend. Thank you. All right. Our next question will go to Matt Weaver. And then after Matt, we'll go to Stephen Toronto. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, thanks for taking 
time today, Justin. Kind of um, piggybacking off of Lee's question, um, this format has a lot of, I don't want to say randomness, but it's a small sample size, right? So it's, it's right. got some fluctuation built into it. So on one hand, you could argue that the format maybe cost you a couple of chances to where maybe over a season long you could win a championship. But on the other hand, uh, with junior motorsports the last long years, actually, you've got a chance to win the championship every year. So is there kind of a balancing way of looking at it that it's cost you some chances? It's probably given you some chances, too. Yeah, I mean, I, listen – I think you you have to try to rise to the occasion, whether it's a season-long points battle or if it's you know these seven races or if it's one race, five races, doesn't really matter. You 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 have to kind of position yourself for that. But I think that it is unique. You know, this year with the schedule being considerably different, I would say than what it's been in years past. You know, it's gonna it's gonna make for kind of a fun, exciting, different approach to these playoffs. You know, somebody asked me earlier, they said, you know, with all the experience you have, do you feel like that helps you? And I said, no, if anything, I think sometimes maybe it hurts me because, um, you know, I, I, I feel like I've learned a lot of ways to not win one. Um, I haven't figured out how to win one yet. So, you know, we're, we're going to keep, you know, throwing darts at our board and trying to figure out what it what it's going to take to try to win this year. But I do feel like there are times in my career where I have wished that uh, it would have been the season long points. I think. You know, 2018 comes to mind. We won a bunch of races and won the regular season championship and didn't even make it into the final four, you know, come postseason. So, you know, we definitely have to stay on our A game. But I think that that's what makes this playoff format so unique and so, so interesting is it's not about what you've done all year. It's about buckling down when the playoffs start, having all of these races go the way that you want them to go and ultimately having a little bit of luck. You know, you're going to have to have speed, but you're going to have to have a little bit of luck to go along with it. And you know, put yourself in good position. And um, I think we got the team that we can do that with. And then a big picture Xfinity series question. Uh, you've had the good fortune of driving a, a lot of different cars over your career, Arca, um, the, the Xfinity cars, cup cars. Um, drivers all universally say they love this platform and where it's at right now. So I'm curious what all goes into this being such a driver beloved car. Well, you know, I think the the biggest thing is it is that um, aerodynamically, you know, the car doesn't have a lot of downforce, it doesn't have a lot of grip, and you're kind of sliding around week in and week out, you know. And and I think as a race car driver, you know, you want as much control in your hands as you can get. Um, are there places that are still aero dependent? Are there places that are still car dependent? Absolutely. But this car has really evolved into a car that is is difficult to drive. It's it's you know it's it there are times that maybe it's not even fun to drive because of how difficult that is. Um, but I think that, you know, as drivers, we all want to be able to rise to the occasion and try to give our teams the best opportunity that we can. And, you know, I don't know that this is um, slipping and sliding around like it was in the late eighties, early nineties. Like, you know, some people um, want the racing to be back like, but, you know, I also remember back then, you know, you might get two or three cars on the lead lap and not always great racing. Right. We, we remember the good, parts about some of the old but we don't always remember the bad you know I, I do feel like that there's been a lot of advancements that we've made in the sport uh over these last you know five ten years that have made it a lot of fun and made it very interesting and unique but you know it's also increased the parity of the Xfinity series I mean I know on the cup side right now we talk about parity with the next gen car but but really when you look at the Xfinity series the amount of teams that have come in and have built incredible programs um, the drivers that have come in, I mean, I look at, at the list of drivers right now in 2023 and I just go, man, it's, it's an incredible group of, of talented race car drivers, both young and old and, and, you know, experienced and, 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 
you know, rookie. So, you know, I think that that's been something for me that's been very fun is to see um, what our series looks like right now and, and what it's going to look like, you know, as we move into these playoffs. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. All right, Stephen, go ahead. Next, we'll go to Jordan. Go ahead, Stephen. Sorry about that, Amanda. Uh, Justin, uh, looking at the Xfinity Series all-time wins list, uh, with your next victory, you'll be tied with Tommy Ellis and Sam Ard at 22. And then with three more, you'll be tied with Tommy Houston and Dale Earnhardt Jr. When you think about your career and you think about some of the other drivers who have made their careers in the Xfinity Series, you know, like Ard, like Houston, like uh, Jeff Green, Larry Pearson, Randy LaJoy. Right now, where do you feel like your career stacks up? I don't know. I mean, it's um, it's a lot different today than it probably was then. Um, you know, I have the utmost respect for all the drivers you just mentioned. And I think right now I'm tied with Dale Sr. and with Harry Gant, um, two drivers that I would have never ever have put my name in the same room with right um so i definitely think that it's it's been a, a wild ride and something that's been really really cool you know as you mentioned i mean sam i i look at that name and i just i just it's it's an incredible history and 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 all of those names really have been guys that you know i've respected and i've looked up to and and you know, it would be cool to to keep working my way up the list. It would be cool to tie uh, the boss man at, at our shop, Dale Jr. It would be cool to, to at least get to his number. Um, but, you know, if I look at my career and I say a, another win never comes, um, I'm still really proud of, of all 21 that we've had. I mean, I, I can look back at every one of them, and, and I remember key details about each one, and, and they've all meant something special to me. You know, and I think that as we move forward – any more victories from this point on, we'll, we'll do the same. You know, they're going to mean a lot. Um, I don't know that, uh, I don't know that one is necessarily any more special than the others, but, you know, every one of these victories, I, you know, I've gone through droughts and haven't won. And, and it's, uh, it makes you realize how much you appreciate each and every one of them. And um, I'm looking forward to the next opportunity. And if it, if it comes uh, in these playoffs, it'll be that much, that much sweeter. But I can tell you that if it comes to Phoenix, um, and we're in that final four. It's that one will for sure take the cake over all the rest of them if we're able to win that one. You are tied with her again, Dale Senior. But uh, you know, when a young driver comes up the ranks, everyone always thinks about being a all-time great at the highest level of soccer race. So that being the top series. But you know, there's a lot of how, how should I say this? What pride do you take in being able to say that I'm one of the great drivers of my era or of all time at the push series nationwide extended series level? How how does that differ? You know, it it's funny. Um, you know, my very first race at Charlotte in 2008, uh, there was 62 cars, I think, and I think 28 of those guys that were attempting that race were full-time Cup Series drivers, right? And I've had my uh, fair share of racing with cup series drivers and I've enjoyed every minute of it obviously had the opportunity to go to the cup series and, and run. And, you know, I think one of the things that's interesting for me is just the place in life where I'm at. Um, you know, I realize on the cup side, how valuable it is to be in a, in an A-level car and to be up front, you know, you're going to have to be with good people and have good relationships and be in a, in a top tier car. You know, that opportunity has not been afforded to me. And, um, 
I'm not sad about that by any stretch. Um, I just haven't had the opportunity to sit in a car that um, I've, I've, I've obviously I've filled in for cars, but but in a full time sense, not sat in the cars that that um, had the budgets or the funding to be able to go out there and and to compete for wins. And while that's disappointing, um, you know I've had a great relationship with everybody at Junior Sports, and you know to to have that opportunity to come back to find a place and a home. Um, you know, to have a great sponsor like Brent Professional Agriculture that has supported me unwaveringly through these last number of years. I mean, that's that's special. And, you know, yeah, would I love to be back on the cup side and to win races on the cup side? Absolutely. Um, but when I look at the talent level and I look at what the Xfinity Series does week in and week out, whether that be media numbers and TV, and, you know, it's still an amazing series and still something that, deserves a lot, probably a lot more credit than what it really gets, you know, on the, on the grand scale of things. And so, you know, I'm, I'm proud to be part of a great race team. I'm proud to be winning races still. And, you know, we're going to keep, uh, keep battling and, and hopefully, um, you know, if that time ever comes to get, you know, back into a cup car, um, I'll relish in it and go try to win races no different than I do right now. Um, but, you know, running good on Saturdays and, 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 you know, making my, my sponsors and my team and my family proud is still um, something that's really important to me. Gotcha. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. All right, Jordan, we'll take our final question from you. Hey, Justin, appreciate the time. I'm kind of following up on a point you made earlier. You said that you think sometimes maybe your experience works against you in this format, and I'm curious to hear about that because you hear a lot of times about how experience is such an advantage. So why is experience, you know, a disadvantage? Well, I think sometimes with experience, you, you get set in your ways, right? You, you kind of get locked into – uh, what you think is going to happen or how you think a race is going to play out. And sometimes in, in that scenario, you almost put yourself in a box, right? And I think some of these younger drivers that come in um, maybe have a little bit different outlook or, or you know, ex, um, expectation of what they're going to expect. And I think sometimes it's easy to, to kind of come in and just go, I'm just going to, you know, go for it and see what happens. And I think as a veteran and somebody that's got experience, you, you sometimes come in a little more tentatively. You uh, maybe don't put yourself in some positions that you would even during the regular season to try to win races because you know um, that, you know, it's maybe sometimes being safe is a better route. But, you know, winning races is ultra really also really ultra important. And, you know, if you can win a, a race in each round and lock your way into Phoenix, it's it's a heck of a lot easier than it is to just point your way in. So, you know, I think sometimes with experience comes reservation. You know, I got plenty of gray hair. You can see it uh, right here. I got plenty of gray hair to prove that, uh, you know, I've done my fair share of crashing and, and it, it does hurt and I don't want to do it anymore. So, you know, I think that you, you just race differently than what you would if you're kind of young and tenacious and, and, you know, you, you, you have a little bit different outlook on what, what it takes to be successful. I also don't know, you know, how many more opportunities I'm going to have at this, right? You, you never know when the next opportunity is going to come to to have a shot at going for a championship. So you you try to you try to almost uh, hold it in close and 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 not let it go a little bit. And I think sometimes just throwing caution to the wind maybe maybe would be a better approach. I don't know, but um, you know, I still feel like I have the talent. I still feel like I have the hunger and the the want and I can still uh, throw down if I need to a little bit if I if I if I feel uh, that that day calls for it. So you know I think that you just gotta manage manage the day the best you can and hopefully you uh, do the right thing on that day and put yourself in a good position. Thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. All right, Justin. Thank you so much for your time and we wish you the best of luck this weekend in Bristol. Thanks, guys. I always appreciate it.
All right, as Justin goes to his next stop here at Nassar Xfinity Series Media Day, we will now be joined by Jeb Burton. All right. Hi, Jeb. Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. Can you hear us okay? Yes, ma'am. All right. We're going to continue with questions now with Jeb. If you have a question, friendly reminder, raise your hand within the Zoom platform. We'll work to get to as many questions as we can in the time that we have with drivers. Um, and to kick us off, we're going to go to John Newby. Go ahead, John, with your question for Jeb. Thank you. So, Jeb, I was talking to Jordan the other day, and he said that earlier this season he gave you kind of a peek behind the curtain, showed you how certain incidents on the track, what they cost the team, and how the money can get reinvested. And I was curious if that has had a, you know, effect like on your mindset as you're approaching these races. Um. Well, um, I, I kind of know what uh, what things cost, but uh, where that where that happened was, I made a little mistake at Coda on the last corner, and it cost us a little bit of money. And um, Jordan let me know about it. Um, so for sure, uh, ever since then, we really uh, haven't tearing up tore up anything and I think that's just my mindset driving the car and um yeah so uh definitely don't want to tear up stuff for sure okay and then is it kind of a point of pride for you the fact that you have you know zero dnfs plus your average finish is 14.4 in a very a highly competitive field yeah for sure um you know I feel like we definitely need more speed in our race cars but we've been doing a really good job of maximizing what we have right now and, and not tearing up cars and, you know, we're a small team. We've got 25 employees, so we can't afford to, to wreck stuff every week and um, just need to bring the car home in the top 15 every week and um, keep working on it so we can make it better. Perfect. Thank you. All right. Our next question will go to Matt Weaver. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for taking some time today. Um, kind of to that, that point you just made, um, given where you are to start the playoffs, do you feel like the best strategy for you guys is do what you've done all year, which is largely take care of the car, finish races, do what the car will give you, or do you try to ramp it up a little bit? Do you try to be a little bit more aggressive to make stuff happen? What is kind of the balancing act that you find yourself in now going into this first round? Well, Matt, I think uh, for me, I want to win every week, right? But I just got to realize that, you know, right now we're we're not, capable of doing that every week so we just need to do what we've been doing um if we try to go get more it's just it's not going to end well for us so um if the car will run first then we'll go run first if it'll run fifth we need to run fifth so um we just need to continue to do what we're doing and finish races and get the best finish possible and let others make mistakes and you know i told somebody today if it wasn't for stage racing we'd be i think seventh or eighth in points just from our finishes. Um, so the things that, that have hurt us is the speed during the first and the middle half of the race, not getting stage points. But we find a way to finish, um, and that's where you see that um, average finishing coming from. So we just need to keep doing what we've been doing. I think an average finish of 15th will, will take it to the next round. Um, so that's what we need to do and, and just do our deal. And if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. If not, um, we're still doing a lot with – a lot less than a lot of our competitors and um, everybody at Jordan Anderson Racing should be proud of that. Yep, that was needed. And then you're kind of a historian of the sport. Obviously, you've lived it your whole life. And I feel like right now the current Xfinity series has a lot of the old Bush series in it in terms of how much 
identity and its own personality and culture it has. And certainly part of that is the car, too. It's a car that everyone seems to love to drive, a unique schedule. Um, how do you feel about the current state of the Xfinity Series and how it's different uh, than Cup and Truck and its place in NASCAR? Well, um, I wish the purse was a whole lot more like Cup. Uh, I think uh, that would be that'd be better for everybody, right? Uh, Cup is still definitely um, the powerhouse. But, um, yeah, I love the car that we drive. I feel like a driver can make a difference. You're out of the throttle a lot. Um, it's an old-style type race car. Um, like you said, it's a bunch of different uh, competitors in our series. And I think the new TV deal is going to be great for the Xfinity Series. Um, just glad to be a part of it. I'd love to be racing cup one day, but, um, you know, right now just trying to make the the best of the opportunity. And I feel like we've done that this year and, um, I still don't have everything done yet for next year. We're working hard on that. Um, so, you know, want to go into the playoffs and, and definitely make it to the next round. I think we can do that. My crew chief Shane Whitback and Brian, my car chief have been doing a really good job for me. They're working really hard and I uh, feel like Bristol can be a, a good night for us. So just excited to get there Friday and, Keep turning some heads, man. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. All right. Our next question will go to Jordan Bianchi. Go ahead, Jordan. Hey, Jeff. Appreciate the time. How would you assess where Jordan Anderson Racing is now compared to where it was at the beginning of the year, and what areas of growth have you seen? Um, yeah, we, we definitely um, were struggling pretty bad at California. I think Vegas, you know, Phoenix, we did pretty good. Didn't get the result. We had a shot go bad or something. And then um, at Vegas, I was like, okay, we're, you know, we ran inside the top 15 all day and we're getting better. Um, so we're, we're getting there. We just don't have a, a full technical alliance um, with one of these big powerhouse teams. And that's what we're racing against. So it's really old school racer mentality, just hardworking racers working on the car, trying to, to make it the best we can. And um, they believe 100% in me. Um, and, and that means a lot as a driver, too, that they've got my back. And um, we're just doing a lot with a little. So if we can get a little bit more support, I feel like we could really do a lot. Um, so we're getting close. But, like, this weekend is is a little bit of an equalizer, I feel like. I feel like we can have a shot run inside the top ten. And when we go to Texas uh, in two weeks, I feel like we can run inside the top 12 there as well. So we just need to keep doing what we're doing so we can make the next round. All right, our next question will go to Rob. Go ahead, Rob, with your question. Thanks, Amanda. Thanks for joining us today, Jeb. A couple of questions for you. How has Shane Whitbeck really helped you improve or elevate your racecraft? And what's been the best advice that your father, Ward, has given you about pursuing an Xfinity Series championship? Um, Shane's just been really good. Uh, he, he's a total different personality than me. Um, I'm kind of... Uh, wide open, hot head sometimes, and Shane's really the total opposite. So we, we gel really well together. Um, we both don't have, uh, you know, egos going on. We both believe each, in each other. We never really question each other. I think we've maybe had one crossword all year long. Um, so we just get along really well. So that's been a, a good relationship. Love working with him. Um, so that's been good. But, uh, Dad, um you know, we haven't really talked a lot about it. You know, like we got to be a real, realistic um, in our expectations here. I feel like, you know, we we know we need more speed in our cars, um, so we just got to do the best we can. There, there's nothing you can't just make up for grip. 
if, if your car doesn't have the grip, it doesn't have the grip. And if you try to make up for it, you're going to wreck. And I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned over my career. Just take what the car will give you and, and uh, finish 12th, still run 12th. And knock on wood, we've been doing a really good job of that all year. So we just need to keep doing that. And I feel like that will take us through the playoffs. Awesome. Thank you, Chad. That's a look. Thank you. All right. Our next question will go to Steven. Go ahead, Steven. Jeb, you mentioned uh, Jordan's team only having about 25 or so employees, so you're a pretty small team. But the unique thing with that is that you've been running two cars with Parker and the 31, and both of you have been running at a fairly high level for the program that you have. Uh, how do you guys feel like you've balanced being a two-car team, and uh, what have you been able to see and take from uh, Parker's program in 31? Yeah, um, I feel like here recently it's helped us uh, a good bit working with um, two two teams at Darlington. Parker Parker's car was a little better than mine, so I felt like that taught us some things for direction. So I thought that was good, and you know he's done a good job too, um, not tearing up stuff, and that's helped that's helped the whole organization as well. We just can't afford to be wrecking stuff every week, so that's been that's been good. Parker's learning, and um, he's been a good teammate to me, and. Um, I've enjoyed enjoyed working with him. And, and when you think about Parker's background, it's a little bit different than uh, than you or some of the other drivers in the Xfinity series. It's a little more sim racing laden, and this is his first full time season in Xfinity. How do you feel like he's developed as a driver, and where do you see the arrow pointing for him? Yeah, I think Parker uh, has what it takes to to get it done. Um, I think it's just going to take some time, right? I've got a lot more experience than he does just knowing what he needs in his race car and, and things like that. And it's his first year, right? So uh, I feel like if um, I'm not sure what he's doing next year, but if he comes back in the Xfinity series, he'll be even better. And um, yeah, he's just been a, he's a good little kid and good little driver and it's been fun to work with. Gotcha. Thank you, Jim. All right. Our next question will go to Nathan. Nathan, you can wrap it up for us. Thank you. Appreciate the time, Jim. You know, obviously second time in the last two years that you've made the playoffs, both, you know, with Talladega wins, but do the circumstances of this season and running for a team considered more underfunded make this, this year's opportunity more special than, than 2021? For sure. The 2021, I mean, I, I would have pointed my way in no problem with or without the win. Um, I think we had like 22 top tens or something close to that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that uh, was expected to win in that car. Um, I was. I put the pressure on myself at least to do that. And um, this year, um, the best car we've had has been Talladega, and we won. We won with it. So um, I'm hoping that this weekend uh, we can have another shot. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely bigger uh, to, to win with this organization and build something uh, around me and, and, and try to grow a program. A lot of those guys have never won a race before, and, and I was able to, to take a lot of those folks to victory lane. So that was pretty neat, and um, I'm hoping we can take uh, the 27 into the round of eight, and then um, who knows what can happen after that. Um, if you can make your way to Phoenix, um, all you got to do is outrun those three cars, and, and you can win the championship. We're going to have to have some luck to make it there. Um, but I know I'm going to drive as hard as I can, and my, my guys are going to do the best we can and see where the chips fall. We can just control what we can control um, and do the best we can with what we got. Appreciate it. Thank you.
you'll have to see it to believe it. Whoever said that must have been talking about Talladega. It's a place where chaos mixes with speed. And a playoffs weekend becomes a lifetime of memory. It's a tradition like no other. And a track like no other. And after it's all over, you still won't believe it ever happened. NASCAR Playoffs Weekend at Talladega, September 30th through October 1st. Get your tickets now at talladegasuperspeedway.com.